guys, welcome back to another ex super exciting episode of Board Guy Rambles Into Phone. Uh, that title is official now. If you haven't noticed that, there's actually cover art there for uh, for these now. I've wasted my time making that. Anyways, it was a big four days of wrestling, uh, at least for WWE and all things within that company. Uh, so, uh, SmackDown, NXT TakeOver, Survivor Series, and Raw. And uh, I'm at least going to start uh, my review right now. I've got about 40. Uh, I'm, I'll probably have to finish it later. You won't know the difference, because this will obviously just be uploaded together. So, uh... Anyone that's actually listening to this already knows that I went to all four of these shows because I live in Chicago, well, a suburb of Chicago. No, people people from Chicago will get pissed off at you if you say you live in Chicago if you don't actually live in Chicago. If you live in a suburb, you don't live in Chicago, apparently. I mean, it's all the same shit. If I, if I tell someone that's not from Illinois that I, li I live in Schaumburg, they're just going to be like, what the fuck is that? Better they'll be like, hey, that's where Woodfield is, or Ikea, apparently. Uh, which, Ikea is pretty well known now, so I don't even really know why someone would know Schomburg for Ikea. But they would know Schomburg for Woodfield, because it's one of the biggest malls in the country. Anyway, uh, moving along. Yeah, so I went, I went to all four of these shows. I bought a four-pack of tickets sometime in March or something. Not bad. Uh, tickets were upstairs. Uh, there's really not that many bad seats in within Allstate Arena, to be honest. There's not many places where you won't be able to see. Uh, I remember one of my first few times that I, w that I went, I actually did have the only misfortune I've ever had of sitting somewhere. Uh, this was in 2003. I sat, like, in the bottom floor. It was... One of the sections, like, next to the Titantron, and, but it was, like, behind. So you could actually see the stuff that from my seats from behind it. You could actually, like, at one point, like, uh, Devon Dudley came out of the curtain and behind, and, like, he was on a phone or something. But, like, you couldn't see the Titantron from where we were sitting. It was obviously looking directly at the ring. It's kind of like where around where the announcers would be for Roth now. That's where I sat. Uh, but the downfall is you don't know when anyone's coming or, like, when anyone's entrance is about to happen. And, yeah, Kane's pyro will just scare the fuck out of you if you don't know it's coming because you're just sitting there. Like, normally you look at the screen, their, their video will come on a second before anything hap else happens. And then, oh, well, there's the pyro. You you know it's coming. It's like, nope, just... Poof. There it is. It just scares the hell out of you. Especially... This is, like, probably my second show that I've ever been to, too, by the way. This, my first one was in December of 2001. Don't remember going in 2002. Oh, no, I did go to 2002, so this is probably my third show. Third or fourth. Regardless, uh... Yeah, so obviously it went SmackDown on Friday, 
the first thing that happened is they uh, they actually closed off the section that I was in and they upgraded me and anyone else in my section to downstairs to from section 216 to 113. So that was nice, like uh, can, pretty nice, pretty nice seats too. Uh, closer. Again, the, the seats that I had weren't bad or anything, but it, it nice little bonus considering paid 150 or more dollars for the four pack of tickets for the first one to be updated. Uh, uh, SmackDown was pretty fun. I wasn't really expecting much from it. It was like the first SmackDown NXT, the, the whole invasion was awesome, but then it just continues to be more of the same kind of deal. So it gets kind of old after a while because it's a little difficult for them to be able to, well, it shouldn't be, but they don't, they can't really, uh, they don't really know how to tell any more interesting stories other than, hey, these guys from the other show is going to show up and beat you up. It's like, they don't have any, like, nuanced stories. Like, the closest thing they came to was uh, Kevin Owens last last Monday. Even then, that got, just got interrupted by him, the speeded error for no reason. They completely ruined it. But <laughs> that's besides the point. Uh, yeah, so... The first thing, well, it's difficult to, to start off any, any better than they did, considering you have my favorite wrestler, Sasha Banks, come out immediately. So uh, so that was pretty great. Uh, of course, then Charlotte had to come ruin it. But, I mean, Charlotte ruins everything. Let's be real. And then, thankfully, NXT showed up, and we got... Sasha versus Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley, and that was pretty good. Uh, I unfortunately Sasha didn't win, but at least Rhea won, and it was pretty amusing how she did so. So, so she pinned Charlotte on like her first match on on the main roster. So that's pretty freaking cool too uh, for Rhea to be able to do that. Uh, obviously, like. I'm trying to think if I've ever seen Sasha win anything. Live, I mean. Obviously, she's one match. But I'm trying to think of anything televised that she's won while I've been there. I mean, I've seen her win a match at a house show, but that's a house show. So, uh, I mean, obviously, it was at Money in the Bank last year. She didn't win that. Uh, she and Bailey had a match on Raw when I went earlier this year. That got interrupted by Samoan Slaughterhouse. Thank God they're not around. Uh, but I really can't think of anything else. Uh, I'm, well, I'm struggling to think of what show specifically I went to during this time. Like, what paper? There had to be a pay-per-view in Chicago in 2017. What the fuck was it? Was it Extreme Rules or some shit? Might have been. I don't. I don't even remember. I'm not. Normally, I'm good with this. This is weird that I don't remember what. Anyways, would be nice to see her win a match. That's on TV. That actually means something. I'm. I'm. The last thing I can think of 
that she was in on television was like right after they got called up, but she wasn't even in the match. It was like Brie Bella versus Becky versus probably Naomi or Tamina. Because that was when they had all the three woman teams because they had nothing else to do, I guess. Uh, I remember Sasha got on the table and did something or other because everyone was chanting, we want Sasha at the time. So, yeah. And then Brie won with the missile dropkick. And I think she pinned Becky with it. Have I ever told you that nobody wins with a missile fucking dropkick? Because nobody wins with a missile fucking dropkick. Never. It's happened like two times in history. Both were in a Survivor Series, actually. Survivor Series 2002 and Survivor Series 2001. But any other time? No. Until Brie Bella does it. And come on. Brie Bella pinned Becky Lynch with a missile truck. See if that flew today. Anyway. Uh, yeah, but that was a really good match. Uh, don't know if I remember everything in exact order. Uh, Daniel Bryan had a brief match with The Miz at one point, and then The Fiend came out and attacked him with really weird humming noises that happened. That was happening at the time. Uh, oh, uh, Undisputed Era had a match with New Day and Heavy Machinery. That The crowd fucking loves Otis. Otis. Did I just say Otis? I think I did. Otis. Yeah. Uh, one, there was a, one person near me who had a caterpillar sign. So, yeah. That, of course, then they did the move, and then they, then they lost immediately. That's... That seems to be what happens. Uh, the main event was pretty boring, to be honest, but it, I was expecting it to. I mean, it was just... I know, Baron Corbin, Bill Sigler, and Bobby Roode are the new three-person team no one gives a fuck about, as, I, as I've already said. So, that's not a surprise. Uh, let's see what else happened. Uh... Anything in particular? Uh, Shinsuke and Sammy were out there before, or the Undisputed Era stuff happened. They were watching that match. Uh, NXT. What was the NXT? That was the New Day stuff. So, and then of course NXT came out on a. It wasn't a tank, but it might. It was clearly a reference to when. Uh, DX invaded uh, WCW, and then everyone just brawled for like five minutes, and then yeah, that was, I mean that's fun. As as every show ends right before Survivor Series, it ended in a huge fucking brawl. Of course, what else would what else would they do? So sure, there's like one segment in there that I'm missing. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, Sh- Shayna came out, and then Bailey attacked her, and that was that. Uh, that That it is, of course, what it was the last thing. Uh, so, uh, the, the thing that happened off-air is that DX pretended to recruit Baron Corbin, and then, of course, they gave him all their finishers, and that was that. So, it's a pretty fun show. It was better than I was expecting it to be. I was 
was expecting pretty much nothing, to be honest. So, uh, so NXT, uh, much different story, because we obviously have a lot more expectations for that. Uh, now, I was sitting in my normal seat for this, and I was concerned for this going in, and considering I knew, I knew where I was sitting, I was sitting in the corner, the balcony corner, so, like, diagonally into the ring, and I'm like, I was concerned that I wouldn't be able to see everything in the ring for the War Games matches because of the cage, and lo and behold, I was right. Not necessarily in the way that I thought I would be right, but, like, I just thought I would only see all of one ring and none of the others. Like, I could see the, the ring farthest from the stage pretty well, and I can see some of the, the ring closer to the stage, but for the most part, I couldn't see anything in that ring because of the top of the cage bar, or the, the bar that's at the top of the cage just, like, completely blocked my path of vision into that ring. Which, and I pretty much couldn't see anything that happened at the top of the ramp. Obviously, this only affected stuff during the War Games matches, because obviously, anyway. Uh, you know, also, apparently, I, mi I missed the memo where everyone else had these wristband things that lit up different colors during people's entrances and shit. Probably, if you're watching it back, you probably noticed this, like, a bunch of just lights happening. Everyone had these wristbands. And they're like, well, not, I guess not everyone, but I mean, I'm looking around, and a lot of people are wearing these. I'm like, where the fuck did you get those? I didn't get one of those. I mean, I wonder, maybe it's just, like, the first however many people who got to the arena gets these. I don't think it was something that you buy. So I'm going to guess it was one of those deals, and I just got there too late, unfortunately. So if you noticed a bunch of lights in the crowd, that's what that was. Everyone was wearing a wristband that just lit up different colors at random times. So, uh, yeah, the pre-show match was pretty, pretty good for an eight-minute match. Uh, Isaiah Scott versus Angel Garza. I know how to say his name now because I saw his hunter. Uh, really good for eight minutes. Like, not much more you can do with it. Uh, both guys are really, really good. Not, I'm not surprised Angel Garza won, uh, considering he just had a, the match with Leo Rush, and almost won, should have won, probably, but didn't. Uh, but yeah, so. The first War Games match was really good. It was the, the women's match opened. Uh, probably should have been the main event. Well, no. I guess it shouldn't have been. Considering what the end of the main event was, I guess not. Because, well, we'll get to it. Uh, still, it, I mean, the women's match was a better match overall. As far as I'm concerned. Uh, I'm... I would probably have said that the heels should have won, considering that of what happened, and they and the the faces ended up down four two in the match. But we'll get to that. Uh, so, uh, 
again, my I had to rewatch everything. So, like, also everything that I, I say about the matches, obviously, I was there. It's different when you're there than if you're just watching it on television. Like, you there's a, I can call it a I was there bias, and like, may being there you, makes it a little better than it actually is. Not no matter what. So even if it's something was really, really good, like if I thought it was great, it might be a little less. Maybe not, but like it elevates everything a little bit. Now, I don't think I'm going to have any kind of bias where some, if I had just seen it on television, I thought would have thought it to be less than it actually was, but not in, not in anything of this case, in this case, but sometimes that can happen. Just, I don't think it's going to happen this for anything on these shows. Uh, but like I said, I couldn't really tell anything that was happening in the closer ring. So like when Io Shirai was going, like running around on the ropes while, uh, I think it was, uh, Bianca, was it Bianca had, uh, whoever it was, I don't even remember it, well, it had to be who started. It had to be Candace because Candace started. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it had to be Bianca had Candace in some kind of submission, and Eo was just running around all crazy and shit. And like, I'm like, is she hitting her every time she goes hit across the ropes? Turns out, no, she just did it at the end and then she kicked her. Uh, still, it was funny, but I didn't know exactly what was happening. Like, uh, like, when the Tower of Doom spot happened, I saw that just fine, because they were higher up on the... Like, I could see above the... I could see above the turnbuckle, so I could... All of that I actually saw. That wasn't the problem. Uh, so, like, I saw the Tower of Doom. I saw Bianca's for 50. That was pretty awesome. Like, I didn't really... Like, I know she did a, the standing moonsault, but I didn't really see that. Like, I know what happened, because I could kind of see the motion, but that's pretty much it. And also... While I I couldn't see into that ring, I also couldn't see the either of the screens. So like I couldn't see the Titantron. Not well, the Titantron didn't have anything on it. Uh, cause they had they either had a timer or they had nothing. But they 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 have the Jumbotron from uh for the Chicago Wolves games because that's who plays there. Uh, it's lifted up like towards the ceiling, but like from the lighting that's there, that that completely blocked it. So I couldn't see anything on there either. So I'm basically screwed. It's like you you see what you see and whatever else. Well, you're gonna have to go watch watch it back, basically. Uh, so yeah, and then so basic. So also, I have to, because of that when Dakota Kai turned heel, I had no idea what the fuck was going on. Like seriously, when that happened, I thought. I should have realized first off that there were two people in that cage. I can, for whatever reason, I completely spaced. I thought there was a, I thought only one person was in the, the cage. I thought, I, for some reason, I thought it was just Dakota. I'm not realizing realizing that Tegan hadn't put, been part of the match yet, for whatever reason. I don't even know why I didn't put that together. But like, I didn't see Dakota walk out of the cage and then see her turn around turn around and then kick her. Like, I knew something happened, because obviously the crowd reaction cre reacted. I knew somebody attacked somebody. 
I thought it was the fake horsewoman attacking Dakota. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, well, okay, so they're beating the fuck out of her. Okay. And then I, I'm sitting down here, and I'm I'm typing into Messenger, and I'm like, is, what's happening? It's like, the fake horsewomen are attacking her, right? And they're everyone responding to me, like, like not really saying anything. And it's like, I'm like, guys, I have no idea what's happening up there. Please tell me what's actually happening, and nobody's telling me. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh, Dakota Kai turned heel. I'm like, okay, because, oh, also, I guess I should have mentioned that somebody took out Mia before this, because that's why Dakota was in the cage to begin with. Uh, obviously, you already know that, but still. Uh, so that happened. Uh, we'll get to that at some point. Uh, I don't know. The internet hates Dakota Kai for some reason, and I don't really understand it. I mean, like, I get she loses a bunch of matches. She's booked to lose a lot of matches. And then everyone everyone just decided to bandwagon on hating on her for a reason. And then everything now that's related to Dakota Kai pisses them off or something? I'm like, y'all created this. Like, all she did was not win a match. I guess she needs a new finisher, and I guess she's she's not bleeding Shayna Baszler for the title, because no, that's not happening. Like, I'm I'm with you there. That's not happening whatsoever. Like, you actually, like, you have to have credibility to win a title. She doesn't have credibility. Okay, that's fine. I'm 100% with you there. Like, that that's freaking, that would be freaking insane. No way in fuck is that happening. But like she lost a match. Boo hoo. Like okay. So y'all hate her now because she lost the match. I guess you are what you're booked. Like I don't. I just. I don't really understand. Like you. Everyone on wrestling Twitter just decide. Use like hates on her and then. Anytime that she's on television, they get actively pissed off by her presence. I'm like, she didn't do anything to cause this to you. It's like, y'all did this to her. Like, you created this, everything about her sucks. And then when she shows up, it's like, you get pissed off that she's there, but she didn't do anything to you. She just lost the match. People lose matches. You know, like, I... Sometimes wrestling is where I don't understand you. I really don't sometimes. Like, I'm I'm reasonable. I can meet you halfway. Like, I, she definitely can't win the title. But then other people lose matches, but then you don't do that to them. It's like, I just, I, I just don't understand it. Like, no, nobody's questioning whether she's a bad wrestler because Dakota is not a bad wrestler, obviously. Like, if, like if you're actually gonna go there, then that's the thing. Put it this way: I'm not letting her get iconixed. Like, that's not happening because. Like, 
some wrestlers we we watch lose, and then we're upset that they lost, and then we get pissed off that they continue to lose because we know how good they are. I guess it's because Dakota hasn't had a chance to show how good she actually is. That's probably the problem. She's sitting here just, well, so anyway, I guess it's probably a, a difficult to do considering she's had matches with mostly Shayna Baszler, who just is all right, but kind of boring at the same time. And that's pretty much all of her significant matches, except for one with Bianca, I think. Tag team matches don't really count. You have a few minutes. Regardless. like I don't really know how a heel turn is going to go for her, to be real. I don't know how her... I don't really know how I feel about that either. I don't... I don't see how she's... What... Besides the feud with Tegan, what could she really do as a heel? She didn't... Now, where the actual no credibility thing is a problem here, what's the point? Like, she can have a feud with Tegan, but then what? She's not going to be above Io as a heel. She's not going to be above Shayna as a heel. So, at most, she's going to, what, put it over Tegan? And then what? I I don't think they thought this through, to to be honest. When you think about it, it's like... The only thing you can do to make her have credibility is have her start winning some matches, but she's not going to do that as a heel. And, like, there's two bit, much bigger heels above her. Shayna will probably come up soon, so even then, Io is still going to be above her. What's she going to do? Like, I... Well, fight Candace, I guess. guess that's the next person. After Tegan, she'll fight Candace. Right. Oh, and Mia, obviously. I guess they thought, well, Shayna's going to the main roster soon, probably. So let's have her, uh, let's have her be the second tier heel, I guess. That's not, I, I don't really think that's going to go well. For being honest. Uh, anyways, that being said, uh, back to the actual match, uh, Io did her moonsault off the top of the cage, which was awesome. That, again, I saw that. That was, because, I mean, it was from the top of the cage. Uh, the Poison Rana, too. See, another thing where the uh, not being able to see that part of the cage thing comes in, I did not know at all that there were handcuffs involved. I did not know that Rhea, Rhea used, like, handcuffed Shayna to her and then did her finisher to re, uh, to Shayna through some chairs. Didn't know that happened. I thought she just did her move, and that was it. And then I watched back, I'm like, oh, that was through chairs. I'm like, okay, well, it was better than I thought it was. Just, uh... So, yeah, great match. Uh, thought thought the climax to it was a little lesser than it actually was. And when I watched it back, it was better. Uh if Dakota was trying to stop them from winning, she failed. If she was just trying to attack Tegan, she succeeded. I don't know which one it was. So, uh, I mean, if she just 
If she was just trying to beat up Tegan for a reason, kind of a weird way to do it. So, I don't know. I mean, like, she could have attacked Tegan beforehand, but I guess she wanted to do it in front of people? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't really feel like that heel turn's gonna gonna go very well for them. So she didn't have any credibility, so let's let's turn heel. Let's Okay, she's gonna have to beat who who's she gonna beat to give her some credibility first before she can even put put people over. Because she she can't be can't like I guess she can beat Candace and then lose to the other two? I don't know. Like, if she just puts them over, it's like, well, she didn't need a heel turn to do that. She would just, well, if they just had a match, she would lose anyway. Whatever. Anyways, uh, so the triple threat match was next. Uh, Pete Dunn, Damian Priest, and Killian Dane. The middle two matches, they were good. Uh, not particularly great. I would say. Uh, feel like the triple threat went on like literally 60 seconds too long. I'm like, why did you need to do that finish when you could have just said Pete Dunn win with his finisher? Like, I don't, I don't really know why anything else had to happen. Like, you really need to break up the pin just so Killian Dane can try to go for a one-winged angel again and then just do like the the big senton on top of Pete on or two Pete on top of Damien Priest and then Pete just tosses Killian out of the ring and pins him like that. I'm like Okay, so that's amusing, but was that necessary? Not really. So you could have just had him do the move. Uh I mean, no one's really surprised that Pete Dunne won because he needed to face the fight Adam Cole in Survivor Series. No no real shock there. Uh, starting to like Damian Priest. Something about him is all, throws me off, but it, for the most part, I like him. Uh, Killian Dane can just go away. Uh, also, some other interesting things that were, like, uh, completely unrelated to the actual matches. For some reason, they kept dumping smoke into the arena uh, closer to my where I was sitting. Like, you couldn't you couldn't see it happen it, from watching it because it, it was away from the cameras or any of the cameras. But, like, they just kept dumping more and more smoke into the ring for, or into the arena for whatever reason so that was strange at some point some people started chanting uh, to turn the smoke off so if you heard a random chant that said uh, said that that's why uh, that happened not too many CM Punk chants during this show thankfully I think it happened one time don't remember what match it happened uh, but it got booed most of the time it happened and got booed. Unless it happened to Seth Rollins. Because, I mean, well, Seth asked for that. Let's, so, I, I didn't get particularly annoyed by it, considering, well, he's on that show, so you, you kind of have to expect it. But I, I got I got 
annoyed by it at a, s several particular times, but not all the time. And especially if it was happen directed towards Seth Rollins, I'm like, well, he asked for that. So, anyways. Uh, let's see. I think there's, like, one other thing. Oh, uh, everyone during the first War Games match just started counting down before there was a clock. And then they got really annoyed that nobody came out of a cage because nobody was supposed to because there wasn't a clock on the screen and they started chanting where, where's the clock and they put it back up because I don't know if they understood how much time was unless some, unless everyone was timing it and then some people started chanting, counting down but I don't know uh, also they started booing when they couldn't get one of the cages open at one point uh Anyways, Finn Balor versus Matt Riddle. It was good. Kind of short. Again, neither of the matches in the middle I found particularly great. I mean, they were good, but I wouldn't classify them as great matches or anything like that. Well, of course, there wasn't any demon, but I guess he's not. The, there probably won't be a demon again, so. He's not really Finn anymore. He's the... Pr He's Prince Devitt now. Just called Finn Balor, I guess. So, found it amusing when Riddle did the spear and the jackhammer. That was funny. Like, I feel like my, one of my friends, who was also there, loves, like, like he started watching wrestling before me. Basically, why I started watching wrestling, and so on, because of him. Like, he loved WCW. I'm like, I feel like that probably pissed him off. That this dude, this random guy did a spear and a jackhammer. Because he probably, like, he loved WCW. He loved Goldberg's thing and all that. I'm like, that probably pissed him off that he did that. I'm like, meanwhile, I'm over here, I'm like, laughing hysterically. Because fuck Goldberg. Seriously. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, and then, uh, men's war games match was also really good. Uh, not as good as the women's, like, I feel like the men... Okay, so the men's match had moments. And it had a better... Like, a better climactic moment than the women's one did. Considering what happened. But... But still, the women's match was the better match overall. Uh, most of the best parts of the men's match involved Keith Lee, really. If we're being honest. Uh... So, like, pretty much everything he did was awesome, which obviously comes as no surprise. Uh, not really a surprise that Kevin Owens was the last guy. Like, okay, that that made sense. Of course, they made us wait to the last possible second. Everyone, like, half the people are like, it's going to be a CM Punk. I'm like, no, it's not heard a couple other people it could be. I'm like, well, I hope it's that guy. But, of course it wasn't. Uh, Kevin, well, Kevin Owens, which made sense considering what happened on Monday. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, I mean, then the best part is, of course, basically the finish. Where, uh, well, one of them gets uh, frog gets choke slammed through a table, and then the other one gets 
uh, Frog Splash through a table, and Keith Lee power bombs one of them off the turnbuckle through a table, and then Ciampa takes Adam Cole and gives him the air rig crash off of the, the top of the cage through through a table, and that's it. And then like, okay, so I mean, you can't top that as a climactic moment if you tried. Pretty much, like you'd have to do something like completely insane. So I guess it makes sense that that was the main event because like, like you can't top that. Basically, you'd have to do like more of the the stuff off the top of the cage at the same time for it to for anything to top that afterwards. So I guess I can't blame them for making that the main event, considering well that that is the end, basically. Uh. It's kind. Of, I was surprised both face teams won. To be perfectly honest. Uh, oh, also he did the Panama Sunrise that Kevin Owens, like between the ropes onto the seal, which was sick. But yeah, that's that's that. Uh, yeah. So I mean, really good show. I mean, I wouldn't call it the best takeover ever or anything like that. Definitely the best takeover I've been to because the other two that were in Chicago have been ever, at best just good, but not great. I mean, I guess I'm underestimating the first one because it, it had Pete Dunne versus Tyler Bate and it had a DIY versus Authors of Pain ladder match. But the rest of that show was pretty average. And then... The second one, I mean, it had Champa Gargano too. That's about all it has going for it. So, I mean, it's the best one in Chicago by default. Uh, but we're about halfway. Through, well, we're through two of the four shows. Uh, I've got to stop this here, and I'll come back tomorrow and finish the rest of this. So I'll be back in three seconds because you won't notice the difference. Welcome back. Not that you notice any difference. Doesn't really matter. Uh so uh we just finished up Takeover War Games three. Uh so we should get into Survivor series. Uh we'll say that whatever tag team battle royal happened on the pre show, I did not see that whatsoever. I didn't get there in in time for that, nor do I really give a shit because it was random. And I think Rude and Ziggler won, and thus who cares? So that happened. Uh, we got a triple threat and a uh, cruiserweight championship match between Leo Rush, Akira Tozawa, and uh, Kalisto, I believe it was, which was fine, I suppose, if you cared. Which, I mean. I don't really care about Kalisto. I don't really care about Akira Tozawa. Bill Rush is good. I mean, I'm not saying they're bad or anything. I just, I just don't care. Like, I don't care about Lucha House Party. They don't do anything with them. They're just there to be jobbers, basically. And same with Akira Tozawa, basically. So, that's that's all there is to that. Uh, they had a double Spanish fly there, I believe, up, up the top rope, which was cool, but that's about it. Obviously, Leo Rush retained. No one is surprised. Uh, and then we had the first uh, 
of the champion versus champion versus champion match, which was the tag team champions match, which everyone half half of wrestling Twitter was pissed off that I was on the pre-show. I'm like, oh my god, like, like I don't understand why people get pissed off about things being on the pre-show anymore. It's like on one, like. So you're complaining that they're on the pre-show because that's not on the main show, but the pre-show anybody can see on YouTube. So, like, that's exposing them to an even bigger audience than anything that would be on the main show because that's only on the network and anyone who streams it. But, you know, uh, like, it's, it's, it's not a bad thing. Wrestling fans also complain when wrestling shows are too long. So you want that to be on the main show and then have something else on the pre-show. Well, then you're going to complain that the that the main show is too long. Same, same That's what's going to happen. So you have to pick and choose. You can't complain that something is on the pre-show, but then uh, be mad if it's on the main show and then it'd be too long. So make make a choice and stick with it, please. Like it it doesn't matter which of the sh- which of the matches that are on the main show get moved to the pre-show. Then again, on the same on the same coin, then you also can't make fun of people for being on the pre-show instead of the main show at the same time, because there's also people who make fun fun of wrestlers that are on the pre-show because they didn't make the the main show just because they hate those people. It's like no, that you can't do that either. That's you can't believe one thing and then do the other. It's not that's not how it goes. Sorry, wrestling Twitter. Dun 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 dun. dun. Anyways, so, yeah, that that match was fun. Uh, I'm not surprised Viking Raiders won. I don't remember who they pinned. Don't remember if it was New Day or Undisputed Era, to be honest. Uh, but it was a fun match. Uh, so, anyways, getting to the main show. Uh, my first, in the, uh, I don't have many grievances with the show itself. Very, very little. If we're, if we're being quite honest. Uh, by the way, we went into the main show one-to-one-to-one uh, between all three brands. Uh, we learned after TakeOver War Games that the women's team for NXT is Rhea Ripley, uh, Tony Storm, Candice LeRae, uh, Io Shirai, and Bianca Belair. Uh, they announced that on the conference call afterwards, and they announced on the pre-show that the men's team was Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Damien Priest, Walter, and who's the fifth person? Help me out here. It was Matt Riddle. So, there we go. Sorry about that. Uh, so, one, one of the first th- few things that actually annoyed me on the show that actually had to do with the show itself, not other idiots in the crowd. Uh, the first, the first thing is that the the for the teams they did not get separate entrances; they all just came out together. I realize there are 15 of them. I don't care. I want to see every single one of their entrance. Cause it's part of why I'm there live. Because I want to see that. Thank you. But nope, they all just came out and yeah, that was that. Uh, uh, was a little confused. Didn't really know what was going on when Eo and Candace left. Or was Eo and Candace? Yeah. Uh, that they 
they didn't really seem to get hurt. Nothing really seemed to have happened that should have caused them an injury. I realized they were both part of the moonsault from the night before, if that was part of it. I'm going to have to assume that this was strategy, because they definitely aren't hurt. Like, nothing in that match could have made them hurt, that hurt that they actually had to leave, especially considering they came back later. Uh, but, you know. Uh, the match was really good. Uh, the two Survivor Series matches, on, or tag matches on the show, were real, were both very, very good. Uh, I struggled to consider which one was better. I I don't even know if I could pick, to be honest. I, I love them both. Uh, don't really see why Dana Brooke was in so long. Sarah Logan was in there a long time, longer than I expected her to be. Figured one of those two would be the first ones gone, but it was actually Nikki Cross, which didn't really make much sense. But I guess it makes it makes sense why Sasha didn't want her on her team. It was the first she was the first one out. Uh, uh, notably, uh, let's see, uh, Sa- Sasha took eliminated Kyrie, so that's like the the best way that could have happened is for Sasha to have eliminated Kyrie, uh, if anyone had to, not some random piece of shit like Charlotte or Natalia. Well, but then again, they were on the same team. That didn't stop Oscar from turning in Charlotte. <laughs> you never know. They could they could have done something stupid. Uh, like Carmella pins Kyrie or Dana Brooke pins Kyrie or some stupid shit like that. Uh, but, I mean, after that, Asuka did uh, miss Charlotte and got her eliminated. So, before, and she wasn't even the last person on Raw. So that was that was great. I, I'm just like I laughed hysterically at that shot getting what getting what she deserves. Uh, I, Sa- uh, Sasha got four eliminations, which was great. Uh, and it said she got Kyrie. Uh, let's see, she got Bianca with help from Natalia. Uh, that was kind of sad. Be honest, and Bianca's great. I really just gave her the the heart the heart foundation finisher. I think that was. I'm like, really? Like you picked her up and you clotheslined her. That's all that move really is. I'm like, you could do the move, but it, that should not have been a finisher. Sorry. Uh, but they also both took out Tony Storm with a double submission. Uh, so that was good. And then she bitch slapped Natalia and pin Natalia, so that was great. <laughs> Although, I kind of... While it was great, and so I can laugh at Natalia's bitch ass every, even more just for that kind of shit. Uh, I, can't, I, don't, I don't know if I can uh, criticize Alexa Bliss for winning a title match with a slap anymore. Although, that is a title match in the main event of a television show. Still, Sasha did just pin Natalia with one. So... I guess uh, I'm going to have to retract that, unfortunately. I'm not going to, but I should. Then, I, whatever. Of course, Natalia also got went through a bunch of other shit in that match beforehand, instead of just, like, Mickey getting nothing, having nothing really of consequence happen to her before that slap pinned her for some reason. Anyways, uh, and it comes down to Sasha and Rhea Ripley, and that was awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm like, well, I can't really complain 
whoever wins this. Of course, I want Sasha to win, but I think between her and Bailey, it made more sense for Bailey to win between the two for the inevitable uh, they fight each other at Mania story. But we'll get to that later. Uh, that being said, uh, it still took R- Rhea having two other people come out and help her to beat Sasha. So even though said she did win, she still needed help from two other people to, just to beat Sasha. So I guess if you're going to beat the best wrestler in the world, you do really need two other people. And one of those other pe- of people are also the best wrestler in the world because the Oshirai. Uh, so I guess that's the only way you can beat the best in the world is if you also have the best in the world. Anyway, uh, but I mean, I I can't really complain. They made they made Rhea Ripley into a fucking star this week. Like, think think about what happened just from last last week's NXT through Survivor Series. She fa- uh, she was facing off with Becky and didn't lose. Uh, on on NXT, she beat and pinned Charlotte in a in a triple threat match on SmackDown, also including Sasha. She won war games down to uh down four two four to two people and she was sole survivor in a five on five on five match. So that that's a fucking rocket push if I've ever seen one. So yeah, she's a fucking star. And I mean y'all can complain that Sasha lost another match, but she's also a fucking star. So that that's the end that's the end of that. Like you can't I mean, like, we can be upset that she loses some matches, but you can't be upset that she loses every fucking match she's ever in. Because she, she doesn't lose every fucking match she's ever in, but every time she... You can't be mad every single time she loses a match, is what I'm trying to say. If she actually lost every single match, then you can be mad, because that would be a problem. But she doesn't, so... Whatever. And it took three people to do it. NXT had to cheat. It's fine. Uh... So, uh, great match. Uh, the second one was AJ Styles versus Shinsuke versus Roderick Strong. Wasn't too into this match, to be honest. Uh, I mean, it was one of the matches I was least looking forward to. I think I've ever, I'm sure I already mentioned that. It was fine. I just, I didn't really care. Uh, Roderick Strong won for some reason. I just... AJ hit the phenomenal forearm, I believe, and then Roddy came in and pushed him off and pinned Shinsuke. I'm like, well, great. So that happened. Uh, moving right along. Uh, so NXT won two more. They were up three to one to one, and at that point, I'm like, there's only two more of these matches. So the worst that could happen for NXT is that they tie somebody. So Considering a lot of us could have expected them to just have everyone else wipe the floor with NXT, because, I mean, that's a very WWE thing to do, is just to have Raw or SmackDown wipe the floor with them. Uh, can't really complain about it. So, like, they already have three wins out of, and they they could only, the worst they can do is tie somebody. They could be three to three to one. But... I mean, we'll get to it. Uh, Pete Dunne and Adam Cole was next. It was really good. Not amazing or anything, but it was really good. I mean, you can't really complain. Adam Cole was in War Games the night before. Uh, 
that they didn't go like absolutely crazy. Uh, uh, the finish was pretty awesome. It's like they already they did the Panama Sunrise on the apron this time. It's like, well, how many small, uh, how many times are you gonna do the Panama Sunrise with very little space to do it? Well, I guess as many times as you possibly can. I guess that's the answer to that. And then he did another one out of uh, Pete Dunne's finisher, uh, the bitter end. There we go. Figured it out. <laughs> uh, did it out of there, and then he hit his finish. Uh, and that was it. Uh, and that was all for the Undisputed Era there. I kind of thought that after that match that NXT wouldn't win any more matches. I was like, I wonder if they're going to do it that they have – and NXT win up until the NXT title match, and then they have who, whichever title match, uh, main title match is going to actually happen, that brand's going to win up until that match, and then the other brand's going to win the rest of it up until their title match. Just like So, like, the next one, whoever it was, could have been SmackDown, and then they had the Universal cha- Championship match, and then that would be all for, that SmackDown gets, and then... <laughs> The rust would be raw, but regardless. Uh think uh the Fiend versus Daniel Bryan was next. Uh the Fiend's entrance was the best part of it. It wasn't a bad match or anything, it's just after a while I was like the, like I love the Fiend. It's like but most of his matches are just him eating all the offense and then just winning out of nowhere. Which, it wasn't the problem with Seth, because the, the curb stomp was freaking nerfed anyway. And I mean, it's not really a problem with Daniel Bryan either, because it's not like people aren't kicking out of his, the, uh, his knee. But, I don't know. It's kind, of a, it's kind of a weird thing. It feels like a Lucha Underground character within a WWE uh, environment and... It just feels weird. It's like it's like Matunza, but in WWE. Whereas in Lucha Underground, Matunza has a god inside of him. So, yeah. Whereas the Fiend, he's Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. He's Bray Wyatt with a mask. So, I mean, I know he's a, like he's some supernatural thing, but still just a dude with a mask. For being, for being honest, everything about everything about it is awesome. But like, he's gonna get up from everything, apparently. So who's going to beat him? He's basically just Brock Lesnar. And so the only thing that's this is gonna come down to two things, either, and it can only really come down to one thing because of what brand they're on, and it's just gonna be, hey, Roman Reigns beats him. And does people, uh. A lot of people, I'm sure, don't want that. So, like, I don't, I don't have a problem with Roman Reigns, but I'm, I'm, I'm just somewhere down the line, it's gonna happen, and everyone's gonna be like, no, not Roman Reigns. Anyone? What, Seth Rollins? No, not Seth Rollins either. It's like the other option is Brock Lesnar, because. He basically does the same thing, and then he just gets up from everything, too. So, it's like, you're going to want Brock to do it instead? Probably not. It's like, so who are you going to have beat him? It's like, the the demon is gone. 
everyone thought it was like the fiend versus the demon. Well, the demon's gone now. So I feel like the only other option is also not on the same brand, and he also has no momentum whatsoever. I feel like the only person who could have maybe done anything to the fiend if he was like built up that way would be Alistair Black. But he's on the other show and he has almost nothing happening for him at the moment. So yeah. Sorry about that. Uh I mean it it was a fine match. I wasn't I wasn't expecting their their match from the Rumble because it's not it's not how it it's not how it is anymore. But also the red lighting trying to decide if I like it or not. I get that it's a different kind of character that he's supposed to be different. I also don't like red. If it was a different look, if it was a different color, like if it was blue or some shit, but then I don't think that would fit the character either. I don't know. It's weird. People started chanting to change the lighting, and then some other people were chanting to keep it red. So, if you heard that, that's what that was. Uh, then, uh, let's see. The the men's tag team match was next, too. Was next after that. And again, that match was, that match was great. Uh, just like the women's one was. Uh, uh, I mean, the big highlight is, of course, is of course Keith Lee again, just like he was one of the main highlights of War Games. He was pretty much the main highlight of, or the biggest highlight of this match. Uh, it's kind of I was really surprised it came down to him and Roman, to be honest, it's like because Champa was there for a while too, and <laughs> it was Champa and Lee versus both Seth and Roman. I'm like. You gonna? I'm like, are you gonna let this happen? I'm like, Chris. Every time you know that they hit a move, and then the other the opponent's down, and then they can go up to the top rope. You always know that the opponent's gonna counter that every time. They always do. So I'm like, Keith, don't do it. <laughs> don't cut. I'm always just like, don't do this. This is a bad idea. He's going to counter. Come on, don't do this. And of course he he moved. He rolled and got a spear, and that was it. Whatever. It was it was still awesome. Everyone there was freaking pumped for that. Uh, uh, Keith Lee, definitely one of the winners of the weekend uh, with Rhea Ripley, with Bianca, uh, Roman as well, Sasha as well, uh, Ciampa, NXT as a whole too. Uh, So SmackDown won that one. Uh, So they got two wins. Uh, Brock versus Ray was pretty quick. Uh, was, he had a pretty exciting flurry there when he, when, when after he, uh, Dominic came out and they both double six behind him and double splashed him. Just wasn't enough. And then of course he did the one move and he jumped into an F5. Everyone saw it coming and that was it. He tried. It's a nice try, but didn't happen. Not that anyone's surprised, but, uh, and then I guess we have to talk about the main event, which I can't even really talk about that much because I was too distracted by everyone else in the crowd. Now, I was 
first off, I was pumped that they were main eventing. Because, first off, they were the poster. Everyone should have known that was happening, that they were main eventing. It was the most hyped up uh, uh, champions match out of any of them. Uh, out of any of the matches on the show, it was the most hyped up match on there. So, like, the guy next to me seemed surprised, got, seemed confused that there wasn't another match after it or something. Or like, he's like, what's after? Like, I heard him talk, because I was talking to him a little bit during the show, and he, uh, and then he was like, something, what's after this? And I'm like, nothing is after this. I'm like, dude, this is the main event. There's nothing after this. <laughs> and then he was like, it was like, come up, like, you can't have this main, main event. I'm like, why? Like, it's the most built match on the show, guys. I'm like, I, re- I recognize that the crowd was quiet in the beginning because we were tired from the last two matches. That that kind of happens when you have all that happen beforehand. That doesn't mean the match itself was bad that we were watching. I just, I can't, and I realize this match could have been better than it was. Every match could have been better than it was. There's no such thing as a perfect match. That doesn't exist. The, every, every match could have been better in some way. Uh, regardless, that doesn't excuse the fan reaction that it got after that. It's like everyone decide, everyone was tired from the other matches. So because they were tired, they were quiet. And because they de- they were quiet, they decided the match sucked or something. I'm like, the match doesn't suck because you decided – because you all decided to be t- quiet because you were tired. Nothing about the match w- was actually bad. So, I, and then everyone just, st- like, some people, were, like, booed something that happened because there, it was, somebody was, Shayna did something, she's a heel. This guy next to me is like, those people, those people over there are booing. I'm like, yeah, because someone that was a heel did something they didn't like, dude. It's like, also, there was one, two people in the section next to me uh, that were just clearly very drunk, just can, continued to chant, and they weren't even chanting anything negative, really. Uh, they just wouldn't shut the fuck up. I mean, they were chanting for Bailey, and then they were, they basically started chanting for each of them in succession, but they just wouldn't shut up. So they were annoying, but they were chanting since the, from the Daniel Bryan match forward and wouldn't shut the fuck up. Like every, like anything, anytime Daniel did something, they'd be like, he, he's a vegan. He's a vegan. I'm like, first off, dudes, he's not a vegan anymore. If you knew anything about him, you know that, but whatever guys. And then, and, uh, when Bray did something that they, they'd be like, he eats meat. I'm like, I think that's like, uh, I think there's a an elite chant that's like be elite or something, uh, or something like that. It was some, that's what they were doing. I'm like, you guys are fucking morons. Not that there's anything wrong with anyone being a vegan, obviously. There's more more of a problem with these people being fucking morons. They just want to shut the fuck up. Anyways, uh. Yeah, so then they just started chanting something. So apparently this doesn't come across as much on on air. Like, they realized it was quiet because, I mean, you can't not hear nothing. But, like, when you're actually there, it's it's different. Like, 
with, when you're around everyone chanting everything, it sounds like incredibly loud. So like with when there started to be actually bad chants, to me it sounded terrible to the point where I was distracted by everyone else and I couldn't pay any attention to the match that was going on because everyone was being assholes. Uh, this is kind of like when I was at Money in the Bank last year, uh, a significant portion of the crowd started booing Sasha when she was climbing the ladder or going to climb the ladder. And I'm like, really? I'm like, you really are this this bad. This you re Chicago crowd has really become this fucking stupid, apparently. Uh, but if you actually watch the match back, you can barely hear any boos at all. And, I mean, they di they don't – it's not them going and uh, erasing the booze or anything because they don't do that for, other, for pretty much anyone. Uh, they might do it for Roman or something like that, but they don't – they certainly don't do it for Sasha. So you, do, so you just didn't hear the booze. So uh, the negative crowd reaction that I feel like was awful wasn't necessarily as bad as I thought it was. Uh, I'm not going to over-exaggerate. It could have been way worse. It it could have been a lot worse, to be honest. Like, like you you you've heard deafening crowd reactions before, and like, I get if it it wasn't as loud as like if you watched when CM Punk at at Money in the Bank, any of that, those entrances, it's nothing like that. Uh, but like, so I I have to tell you. So there's these kids and the family behind me been screaming whatever during throughout the show. It's fine. I don't like I don't really there's, this kid kept screaming something about to the heels. I don't know I don't even know what he was saying exactly. I'm like, what is this kid saying? And there's he was saying it for speci for specific heels, especially for like Brock Lesnar or uh, I don't know about the fiend. I might not have said about the but like heels, like AJ Styles. Maybe he's like, I kept. He either kept saying like AJ Styles likes, like in a high pitched voice, like he either said Barbies or he said berries or something. I'm like, what the fuck is this kid saying? I never, like I like I even said that out loud and nobody nobody even answered. I'm like, first off, uh. Fairies? Or, like, or furries? Maybe even said furries. I'm like, why is this kid chanting this? Like, if this kid is chanting this kind of thing, he's clearly garbage. Like, he's using this in a, ne obviously in a negative context. Like, he, like, because he likes, like, so he likes hairy people? Or he, like, hairy men or something? I'm like, are you implying that he, he likes gay people? Like likes men like he's gay like that's a bad thing. First off, if you knew anything about AJ Styles, obviously he's uh yeah. But I'm just saying, like, is this kid really chanting something like about this? Like, like is this? I don't even know if he said furries. If he said fairies, either one that implies that he's basically saying this guy likes men and it's a bad thing. So clearly this kid is trash. If that's what he was saying. Otherwise, if, like, if he said Barbies, maybe, then he, he's implying that he likes what's generally considered toys for girls, which also, there's nothing wrong with them if the, 
he did. So this kid is fucked up. He, anyway, later he also screamed that Brock Lesnar was a dick, which which was amusing. I don't care that he said that. I found it funny. Regardless, they, they start. Uh, eventually, sometime during this match, people started chanting, "This is awful." They started chanting, "Boring." So, like, I'm talking to this the guy that's next to me. This guy's not listening to me at all. He's just like, I like all three of them. It's just like, you just can't have it. So I'm like, yes, you can. He's like, everyone else just doesn't have to be trash, trashy assholes, is what I'm saying. I'm like, you can have this match be the main event. What you're saying is, you're trying to pretend that it, it, this reaction is okay. It's not. Because literally, the, the, there is nothing wrong with this match. It wasn't great, but it wasn't that bad to the point where this reaction was deserved. So clearly, y'all were just doing this because they're women. And that's how it is. So this kid, these people behind me start, uh, started to join in the boring chant. So uh, all, I, all I said loudly enough for them to hear was, you're boring. So that pissed them the fuck off that I told, this, told them. I did not tell anyone in particular uh, that they're boring. I just said, you're boring in that general direction. It was a result, it was everyone. I wasn't even really chanting it at them in particular. I was chanting it in general. Uh, saying it in general, because this is what I do. Like, I've been yelling to everyone who's been chanting CM Punk that he's, that he's gone, that they need to shut the fuck up. Uh, one second, it's raining really bad. I might have to actually take care of work stuff right now. So I'll be back soon. Not again, you won't notice. Uh, so give me a few minutes. Looks like we're okay here. So we're back. It's, it literally has only been like a minute and a half. Uh, anyways, so like I said, I I said you're boring once in their general direction. It was more toward, so towards everyone. So immediately they're like, I'm like, whoa! They're like, whoa, he's 11! I'm like, so? As if that matters. I'm like, he's 11. 20 minutes ago, this guy screamed that Brock Lesnar is a dick. So, if he's old enough to say he's Brock Lesnar is a dick, he's old enough to get told to get told what he needs to be told, basically. <laughs> and then, so instead of booing the match, they started just yelling at me for the rest of, the rest of the entire fucking show. They're like, they're like, how dare you yell at an 11 year old? Basically, I'm like, I don't give a fuck how old he is. I'm thinking, I'm like, it doesn't matter that he's 11. If he's old enough to be here, he's old enough to know better. You decided he was old enough to be here, so he's old enough to know better than to be disrespectful to the people in the ring. Like that's not acceptable. Not this is the main event of a pay per view. And there is nothing more actually boring about this match. It could have been a better match. It wasn't boring. End of story. I, I don't even know exactly what happened in the match because these people were busy doing this. And like, this is chanting. I'm like, you want, like, uh, oh, something about me living with my mom or something in the basement. I'm like, I don't live in anyone's basement. I live in an apartment on the second floor. It doesn't even have a basement, dude. Something about not paying rent. I'm like, I pay, I pay my rent on time. I pay more than my fair share of rent, 
without me, no one would be living in my apartment. Let's be real. Uh, so I, I don't understand. And like, oh, you just be, be there with your negative stereotype and teach your kid that this kind of behavior is okay. So like what you're saying to me, but because I said that he's bo you're boring and then it's not okay for me to quote unquote cuss out a child, which again, I said he's boring. Boring is not a cuss. Let's, let's uh, understand this. Uh, but then they started organizing chants, uh, basically calling me an asshole between the rest of them. And like they did this three times. They're like, one, two, three. Uh, uh, I assume it was the, the Spanish word for asshole. Uh, it wasn't puto. Uh, I, can't th I can't think of it now. It was two days ago. Uh, it, it wasn't like bolero. That's a hat. My, my, I'm I'm losing my uh, my Spanish is not coming back to me. I haven't used it enough since I took it in college. So I, I'm just sitting here laughing at these idiots. I'm like, you guys can do this all you want. It doesn't change anything. I was right to begin with. Like you're saying that. Because I, I said one thing, because your kid was being a dick, and you were all being dicks, I, was, I wasn't saying it to hit your kid in general, just because your kid was part of the chant that you were doing. Uh, so what you're saying is, it's okay that your kid does this because he's a kid. I'm like, that, that doesn't fly. If your kid is there, you've decided he's old enough to be there. So if he's old enough to be there, then to me, that means he's old enough to know better then he's old enough to act how he's supposed to and treat people with respect. And if I don't give a fuck if he's 11. If your kid is acting like trash, your kid is fucking trash. I will call the New Day. I will have them butt your kid. Y your kid doesn't get a pass just because he's a kid. It's not, a, it's not okay. You either are a good person or you're trash, and your kid is trash. I'm sorry, but your kid is not special just because you're a kid. Not how it goes. Kids, most kids are trash. Let's be real. They don't get a pass just because they're kids and they don't know any better. I'm like, if you're in a public place, your kid knows fucking better. But let's see what happened. I was annoyed that you were being disrespectful to the people in the match because they were putting on a decent match, and you were all being disrespectful. So I made myself the heel. And I made you boo me instead of the match, which was my entire goal. You fucking morons. I'm an evil genius. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Anyways, so that that was that. Uh, again, I don't really have much to say about the match itself because I was too distracted by fucking morons, which is unfortunately how it goes. Uh, match absolutely deserved to be in the main event. It could have been a better match. Uh... If you want to, uh, like, I haven't even watched it back at this point. Don't know if I feel like it, considering the reaction it got, I'll, even though I'm told that it's not as bad actually watching it uh, than I thought it was. But uh, if you want a pretty good analysis of the actual match, uh, go to a wrestling Twitter friend named Asia. Go to her Twitter, her handle is uh, Pettiest Boss, P-E-T-T-I-E-S-T -E -E Boss, obviously. Uh, 
she did a, a pretty good thread on it. If you want, if you want a pretty good analysis of it, uh, I would. I would just suggest doing that better than anything I can tell you. So that was Survivor Series. Uh, I sh well, I guess I shouldn't mention that Shayna won because I know that happened. Uh, so uh, NXT won four to two to one. That so NXT looks like looks pretty awesome there. Uh, a lot of people probably thought, oh, they're just gonna lose everything just because that's that's how it goes. Nope, they they won four of the seven matches, so can't really complain there. Uh, Shayna looks Shayna is another winner for this weekend. I mean, she might not have won War Games, but she made her uh, main roster wrestling debut in the main event of a pay per view and won. She didn't uh, beat uh, she didn't submit Becky or anything. She made a uh, Bailey tap, but. She looks like a freaking star. I mean, that's the, her first match on the main roster is the main event of a pay-per-view, and won against two other champions. Now look, you can't get much better than that. You, you really can't. So, uh, anyways, uh, that's enough of Survivor Series. I almost didn't go to Raw just because of these pathetic people that I was sitting around. I'm like, are they gonna be there the next day? Because I don't want to have to sit next to these idiots, near these idiots again. So I consider, and I mean, I was already tired from the first three days, but I I ended up going, and thank God they upgraded our seats again, and I wasn't sitting next to these fucking morons that don't have to deal with their bullshit anymore, and their stupid-ass child. Uh, we got we got moved downstairs five, like, even closer than I was on Friday for SmackDown. Like, I was five rows behind, uh, the ring, the the tech crew, basically, the like guys that are, they have a whole area uh, on the non-camera side, or like where the cameras are, like, uh, like when you see on TV, the the camera facing the ring. I was on that side, the, facing the ring. So like everything that happened, and like they directed towards me, basically. I was five rows behind. Uh, all the guys on the computers and whatnot. That's probably the closest I've ever been on for in that in that arena for wrestling. So that was pretty cool. Uh, as far as highlights of Raw concerned, there not too many. Seth made himself out to be an asshole. Basically, got a stunner from Kevin Owens after he made he made a uh, he made uh, let's see who was it made. Orton left. He got uh, he called out Orton. Orton left. Uh, called out Charlotte, which like if you're trying to be an asshole and you got rid of Charlotte. I'm like, well, that's a pretty face move. Uh, called out the authors of Pain, who weren't even on Survivor Series, and then they left. Uh, and then everyone else left. Kevin Owens got in the ring. Seth is like, you'll never be Seth Rollins. I'm like, that's not necessarily a bad thing. And no one's gave him a stunner. That was that. Unfortunately, there's more Bobby La Bobby Lashley, Rusev, Lana bullshit. Uh, Rusev got a restraining order and then interrupted the match anyway that Lashley was having with Bruce, uh, Titus. Uh, knocked, 
knocked him off the stage and put the lighting rig on top of him after he had been handcuffed by police. Kids next to me. Okay, so I'm going to hope this is just these kids being kids. These are different kids, obviously. These kids are watching this Bobby Lashley and Titus match, and they're like, I don't know which one's which. I'm like, I'm going to assume this is because they're kids. I'm going to hope. And I'm like, you're you're not doing this. Uh, well, you, you get what I mean. Anyways, uh, so then Andrade beat Akira Tozawa pretty quickly. Buddy Murphy beat Matt Hardy, who that was his first show back in a while. And then Murphy had Aleister, and then Aleister Black came out and beat up Murphy for a bit, which was cool. The whole second hour was devoted to uh, a fatal four-way and then subsequently a title match between Ray and AJ Styles because Ray won the fatal four-way. Because it, it was going to be AJ versus Humberto Carrillo, but uh, the OC attacked him. And then so Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, uh, Rey Mysterio, and Randy Orton had a fatal four-way match, which was kind of long. And then at some points it was short. Uh, seemed kind of slow, but anytime it just it got slow, I'm like, well, that means it's a commercial break, isn't it? So, uh, oh, the authors of Pain beat Zack Ryder and uh, Kurt Hawkins. That happened. There was, wasn't anything new or special about them either. Uh, anyways, they had this Fatal Four Way. It was pretty. It, it was fun. Uh, Ray won. I was kind of surprised by that. I kind of thought Ricochet would win. Uh, uh, OC came back out and they cost Randy the part of the match at one point for reasons. Uh, Ray wins, then he and AJ have the match, and then uh, Club get kicked out, OC get kicked out, whatever. And then uh, uh, there was a ref bump. They came back out and started attacking them, but uh, Orton came back out and chased them off and then helped. Ray win, and then so Ray won the U.S. title. He didn't win the uh, WWE title, but he won the U.S. title, and he and Dominic had a had a moment. It was pretty cool. Uh, then uh, Char Charlotte had a match with Oscar, and I'm like, like cause this is one of the few things that were actually announced for the show beforehand. I'm like, you already made Oscar lose to Charlotte too many times. Like I don't really know how I feel about this, especially since Oscar cost Charlotte the match last time, or get, got her eliminated last time. I'm like, she's just going to win immediately, because I don't, I don't really want that. Because, yeah. Like, Charlotte, is, Charlotte was on the screen at some point during an interview, and this, she's like, I'm just like, I've beat Oscar. I've beat Oscar however many times. I'm like, the last time you were in a match to, against each other in this building, you lost to Oscar. So just so you know, it, it might have been a house show, but it still happened. So fuck you. Uh, uh, she at one point she, uh, Charlotte chased Kyrie off because she's a fucking meanie. It's like, but Kyrie ran up the stairs right next to me, so that was cool. Uh, but Kyrie came back. And eventually, Oscar got the miss on Charlotte again and pinned her ass, and it was great. Charlotte gets Charlotte gets what's coming to her again. Uh, other than that, 
The only thing, there really wasn't much else that happened after between that and the main event. I really can't think of anything. There was a stupid Lana interview, but no one cares about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, the main event was fine. And then AOP came back out, and I'm like, I instantly stopped caring. I'm like, whatever this is, I just don't give a fuck. I'm like, I don't care if they're here to attack both of them. I don't care if they attack just one of them. Whatever this is, I don't give a shit. So, uh, they attacked Kevin Owens. They didn't attack Seth. They leave. Seth hits a couple, several curb stomps on Kevin Owens. That's the end of Raw. I'm like, it was a fine show up until that point. That I'm like, that part, that can fuck off. I, I, I have no interest in whatever that angle is. I really don't care. I'm like, Seth turning heel, okay, fine. Like, that was pretty much coming. But putting AOP with them... Fuck that. I'm, like, I was fine with them coming back as a tag team, making them a big thing and making them part of something with Seth. A pass. So, that that's that. And then I, I, I left after that. They were going to have a Seth versus Fiend cage match for whatever reason after the show. But I guess it turned out... I guess they decided that Seth wasn't going to be part of it because of what just happened. So uh, they had Drew versus Fiend, I guess. Obviously, the Fiend won that match. I have, I mean, it was a title match, so obviously he won that. I didn't see it. I don't really care. Just like, like I, I. So, whatever. So that's that's Survivor Series weekend. Uh. Mostly good, outside of some stupid fans there. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, so, switching gears, I guess. Uh, I guess on NXT tomorrow, they're going to have a tag title match between Undisputed Era and Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic, so that should be awesome, and we better get a title change there. Uh Leo Rush is also defending against the Kuratazawa, I guess, for reasons. Uh, AEW is in Chicago tomorrow. I'm not going, so it doesn't matter. Uh, Jericho's defending against Scorpio Sky, I believe it was. We'll retain that. MGF against somebody. Whatever. I'm not particularly excited about that, and I'm not too. I'm not too mad that I'm not going. Uh, for perfectly honest, something happened during Takeover with Corey Graves being a fucking asshole on Twitter, as he always does, because that's all he can be. He doesn't want to be anything else besides just a giant bag of dicks. Fuck Corey Graves. Hopefully, he gets fired at some point in the near future, because God knows he can't commentate for shit anyway. So why the fuck is he employed? Uh, uh, okay, well, I also, uh, as I mentioned last time, uh, I'm doing, watching the WrestleManias weekly now, so, uh, I, wa- I also happened to watch WrestleMania 17 in the past couple of days, leading up to next year's WrestleMania, uh, 
What what really needs to be said about WrestleMania 17, though? It's one of the best shows of all time. Everyone knows that. Uh, mainly for the main four matches, I'd have to say. Because, like, if you watch it back and you watch the matches before, like, the first, like, Vince versus Shane match, not not much really there. I mean, Jericho and Regal have a fine match. It's fine. Uh, they have uh, APA and Taz fight right to censor. It's fast. Not, there's nothing really to it. Uh, oh, I guess, well, not Angle, Vince versus Shane. The first match would be Angle versus Benoit, of course. Duh. But first good match, anyway. Uh, let's see. Uh, Eddie Guerrero versus Tassis is good. And Perry Saturn is borderline ridiculous at. Uh, it's solid. Uh, China beats Ivory. Eh, fairly handily. Uh, I suppose if you're actually watching it at the time and you were actually invested in the storyline, that would have been an, an, a bigger deal for those who were actually the, watching at the time than it is for people who just happen to have seen the show after the fact, which that uh, that counts for me too, because I started watching, it, started watching between WrestleMania 17 and 18. So... Uh, seems like it has actually pr- pretty heated storyline, actually. So, like, if you're actually watching at the time, that probably felt good to see Sh- China just beat her ass. Uh, th- this is the match, basically, that uh, when they unfortunately made us see Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss, that is basically what they should have modeled that match after. It's just Nia Jax should have done, like, two moves and won the match instead of whatever that shit that we got was. Because uh, China just beats Ivory's ass, and that's it. Like, anyways, uh, Angle versus Benoit, of course, is really good. It's Angle versus Benoit. It's en- enough said. Uh, Vince versus Shane happened. It's all a bunch of nonsense until the finish, really. Like, this, I feel this match has to be known for the finish, and that's it. Because the rest of it is just bore, just shit. Uh, and then Shane goes for his elbow drop, and Stephanie pulls Vince out of the way, off the table. Uh, Trish brings Linda out. Then Mick tries to take her away, but then he gets hit with a chair. Trish and Stephanie have a fight, run away. That's that. Uh... So eventually they get uh, Linda seated in a chair inside the ring while Vince is just like attacking Shane with garbage cans. And after he goes to use the fourth garbage can, Linda stands up and Shane's just like, hey, turn around. And then like Vince turns around and he sees Linda standing there. He separates his legs so she can hit him in the nut, kick him in the nuts. And then uh, Mick Sockos him and knees him into the corner and Shane does his coast-to-coast thing with garbage can and that's that. The finish of the match is pretty cool, but the rest of it is kind of boring. TLC2 is one of the best matches of all time. Everyone knows that. Edge's spear to Jeff Hardy while he's hanging in the air. One of the best, one of the best moments of all time. Everyone knows that. Doesn't even need to be said. Uh, this was probably this was 
Definitely my favorite match ever until at least Punk versus Cena and Money in the Bank 2011. Uh, I don't I don't even know if that match is still my favorite match ever now, but this was definitely my fa- my favorite match of all time for at least a decade. Uh, gimmick Battle Royal was fun. Undertaker versus Triple H happened. So that referee was knocked out for so long that they were able to fight each other through the crowd, climb up some scaffolding, choke slam Triple H off the sca- this high rise, and whatever, come back. The referee's still out. <laughs> that referee must have died, and all he took was an elbow drop. Come on, guys. Whatever. Uh, Undertaker wins, obviously, because, I mean, it's Undertaker and WrestleMania. Everyone knows that. And The Rock versus Stone Cold, where Stone Cold turns heel. Like, they do all their stuff, and then Vince comes out, everyone commentate, everyone comment, JR and Heyman on commentary is like, why is the match no DQ? No this match is no DQ now for some reason. Why is this match no DQ? Who on God's green earth made this match no DQ? Wait, okay. So obviously something's going to happen. Vince comes out and then he helps Stone Cold, which is, a, oh my God, we can't believe this happened. And then I'm like, why is Stone Cold taking a chair from Vince? And then he just is yelling at Vince and he hits the rock with a chair. Rock won't. Rock still won't stay down, and he just hits the rock with a chair like 20 times, and he wins. And then he celebrates with Vince. And his for his heel turn, that did not go very well, as everyone knows. It's kind of a weird match, really. It's like starts off as a wrestling match, just ends as this guy hitting this guy with a chair 20 times. It's like okay. Anyways, that's WrestleMania 17. Go watch TLC too, if you have never seen it, which you have because everyone has. But yeah. Uh, anyways, that's uh, about it for this week. So hope you enjoyed this episode that showed up in three part. Uh, anyways, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of talking for me. So all right, hope you have a nice day.